Today is June 9th, and the Yankees lost another series. They end the, they end the road trip with a 2-4 and four record, but they do salvage it, win the last game, avoid the sweep. We got Didi coming back. We got new injuries. We got the Mets series coming up. We got awards. We got Burns. Let's talk Yanks. What is up, everybody? Thank you for clicking play and listening to us and hanging out with us for... An hour or so. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey, and I've got my co-host Jake coming to you from Denver, Colorado. He's a transplanted Yankee fan, originally from Connecticut, USA. Jake, how you doing today? James, I'm good. How you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I've been in a, a good mood. I'm happy to have a true day game on a getaway day. Weather's nice here, so... Uh, we can end this, and it'll be around 8 o'clock, and that's enough time for me to do some other stuff. So I'm excited. Yeah, I feel like we haven't had a Sunday afternoon pod in a while. Feels, feels kind of refreshing. Well, the last two series were Sunday night baseball. Well, I don't know what the Toronto uh, – Toronto was a night game, so the last two series recaps were not day games. And know what? The other – I guess the other thing, kind of going back a little bit, it used to be kind of a race for thrones. Like, I feel relaxed. I'm like, yeah. this, this is the first Sunday podcast I've been like, all right, let's 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 do what we got to do here. I, afterwards, I just got to make myself a nice dinner and fight off the Sunday scaries. What are you going to make um, yourself? I think we got some chicky. I, I think uh, I think the the debate going through my head right now is we have some ravioli, too. So it's uh, do we just go both, make it a big Italian Sunday meal kind of thing? And I mean, I'm obviously leaning that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um not sure where my happiness will be after that, but um, yeah. How's how's your weekend? Where where's your headspace at with these these Yankees? Oh, I'm fine, man. Bad series, bad series happen. Uh, bad road trips happen. Remember when we went out west and we were like, I was excited if we went 500 and they won like every game. Yeah, yeah. It's a bummer though, and and some of the things that are happening are really upsetting or they do have cause for concern, but for, for the majority of it, it's a bad road trip. I, I can chalk it up as a bad road trip. They kind of lost in a bunch of different ways. We, we Toronto series, we went over that, like the pitching, then defense, then hitting. Like it all unraveled. This series, uh, we're going to have to get into it, but I, I'm, I'm not close to a panic button. Like people keep DMing me like, oh, are we, should we be panicking? And I'm like, no, shouldn't be. Yeah, I, th- I well, panicking a yeah. I mean, that's that's a little intense <laughs> when Ridic- it comes to a rid- lot of, It's ridiculous when it comes to a lot of things. I I think there's there's been a definite uh, you know, a, a yellow flag exclamation point when it comes to pitching. But that that's kind of uh, that's due to injuries again. That's kind of unrelated to the play on the field. I uh. I think it's just funny. I mean, going back even into the Blue Jays series a little bit, it was just funky. Like, 
you know, we the Clint drama is kind of over, and that's good news. But I th- I think <laughs> like three of these games we lost. We went up two nothing early, and then we ended up blowing the lead. Um, and the bats kind of went quiet, and then sloppy defense. Um, couple guys out of the bullpen they you did want to see didn't do their job. A couple guys that you didn't want to see out of the bullpen also didn't do their job. Uh, so there were some sloppy things. I I think it's funny. I'll, I'll give you the first slap on the ass in the show, and one of one of your John Boy sayings is "Go 500 on the road." And I, I we were a game away from doing that, <laughs> you know. Uh, it, for what seems like a tragic road trip, we were one game away from doing that. And I I just think you know, I I'm normally pretty glass half full. When I'm glass half empty, it usually gets ugly pretty quick. But uh, you and I were kind of on the same page during the pregame show, like. Whatever happened today, win or win or lose, it was gonna be like shake it off and move on. Like even we got the win today, and it's still like, all right, that road trip was pretty ugly. Let's keep it going. If we lost today, it would have been whoa, that road trip was super ugly. <laughs> let's it's over. Let's go beat the Mets. So yeah, man, I, I, I think we're both all right with that. There's definitely a couple more question marks than when we were in the middle of that fun prove your prove it Yankees run. Yeah, when they went like thirty two and ten over that stretch, uh that's over. Like we've we've turned to a new chapter now and we're gonna have to see how this rides out and see where this Met series takes us. I'm actually I said this, I'm excited we come home to the stadium and it's versus the Mets. Because that puts a little more oomph in, like, into the games. Even if the Mets were having a terrible season, it's still just the crowd's excited. You know, we went from that Boston series where it was like the most energy ever. And you can kind of hit that series and then have a lull. Like then go to Toronto and you're indoors and you're in turf and you're like, this isn't the same feeling. Like that was, let's go back to the exciting times. Then you go to Cleveland and... uh I'm just saying, like, I'm glad we go back to the Mets and it's like a marquee matchup. And uh, I think that energy, I think the team needs the energy of the stadium. So I'm glad that it's it's not like going back home to play the ball, the, the Orioles. The Mets, yeah, should, I mean, it should be a shot of life. Two, two gamer, two game set, too. So, I mean, if if you do split, you shrug and say it's a two game set. Uh, but you got a chance to win both. You're at home. If you lose both, then things will be pretty ugly. Uh, but we we won't even go there James and yeah just i think my my only other thing i want to say before we we really kick off i think it's funny i wanted to bring up the prove it yankees cuz that was a that was one of my bigger talking points for a while all these guys had these opportunities to step up and do stuff i think it's funny that we're kind of past the prove it yankees and it's kind of to the when <laughs> we we've we've seen what you're made of and it's like yeah Mabe and Urshela, you you guys are still balling and doing solid things for us. We like that. Kendry's Morales, eh, you're not proving anything to me anymore. Not not that we should start off just <laughs> slandering him, even though we'll probably get into that later. But um, I I think we've we've definitely we fully we fully officially moved on from that segment of the season. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what this next chapter is because I'm I'm interested. Are we going to yeah. be like grinding out wins and winning series, but not destroying teams? Are we going to 
Are we going to be like fighting for 500 for a month? Who who knows what this we have in store, but right. Is it just, are, are, is it going to be rotating lineups? Just searching for something? Is it, are the boys going to get hot? Are they going to, there's been a lot of sloppy defense lately. Is, is uncle Phil Nevin hammering the table saying sober up boys. And uh, man, thank God we got out, out of here with the win today. The the more and more I think about how that unfolded, my word. <laughs> yeah. So be before, so I in my post game recap, I said the Yankees win a game they should have lost. I and I maybe there's a lot of people that haven't heard that saying before or something like that. But the Yankees played worse than the Indians in this last game, but they won. Yeah, the Yankees had one one good inning hitting wise. But man, I I will I'll also say this: the Indians tied this game today. And the Yankees took the lead in the ninth, which took took some balls. Yeah, yeah. And then they they blew it with a couple errors, which is tough, but baseball happens sometimes. And then they came back and put another one on the board. So they they showed some cojones. Hopefully we can look back at this game and be like, yeah, that was an ugly damn road trip, but we got it going again. Yeah. Uh, let's do injury updates and all that good stuff. Who's, who's bringing us this episode, Jim? Oh, yeah. How about that? This episode is brought to you by... Jonathan Liskov, J-Lis, J-Lish, N- Nadori. I believe Nadori is from India. Someone reached out and said they were list- coming, listening to us from India, which I thought was awesome. Nadori, Doug Kiltzer, Kai- Ka- Kilzer, Kai- Kaiser, Kilzer. I'm going to say Kilzer. <laughs> Doug Kilzer. Check Your out this. Your name is Doug Kilzer? Uh, did what to her? What do you think it is? Do you think it's Kilzer? I barely know her. Uh, uh, thanks, Doug Kilzer. Uh, Mick, Stay away from the women in my life. <laughs> Mick, 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 sir. That's, okay. uh, it's fa- it's got to be a fake name playing off the Mick trend we had a couple weeks ago. We appreciate that, Mick, Mick, Mixer. <laughs> no one is named Mick, Mick, Mixer. Yeah. But thank you. It gave me a laugh. Yeah. Junior Laura. Yeah, that's a fun name. Connor Amrine, uh Armrine, he yeah. he upped. He upped from two dollars to three. So thank you, Connor. We appreciate wow. Thanks, that. Thanks, Con. Matthew Gavigan. Matt nice. Gavigan. That's a good name. Matty Gavs, baby. Yeah, I like that name. Those are our most yeah. recent Patreon subscribers. It's two dollars a month. It uh really helps out what we're doing here and it's uh we didn't really think we were going to lean on it as much as we do. So we appreciate everyone that supports us. It's $2 a month. You get uh, video access, access to the chat, access to the live show, the video show. Um, we will be doing the – you get two jerseys. We give away two jerseys each month, one via raffle, one via contest. I'm doing the raffle for May at the end of this show. That will be announced shortly. Get in now for the June one. $2 a month. Appreciate it. All right, Jake. We, we appreciate you. Yeah, G- Gav was DMing me, and, and then he was like, yo, I'll sign up. I just haven't gone to the site, patreon.com slash Yanks. There you go. It was, it was pretty funny. You you know I'm truly bad with technology. Of yep. course, podcast website, blah, 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 Twitter. <laughs> and Gav was like, yo, what is the Patreon? Like, I'll, I'll look into it, dude. Like, I'm down. And I was like, I think it's patreon.com slash talking yanks and then the link popped up because it was right and that's how links work and i was like yo cool cool i said that like during the conversation and i think he was like let's stop talking now yeah you embarrass yourself in front of matt gavigan who's a known cool guy that's my life 
Yeah. All right, let's do the injury report. They're talking the talking Yanks injury report. What voice is that? What is the even fucking injury report? Uh, the big news is Domingo Herman is now injured. <laughs> no, 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 no. Domingo Herman has been injured. He just decided to tell the team now. So that's the good news. It's always tough. So Domingo Herman said he felt it versus Kansas City versus Kansas City, which is uh, when he started pitching. He gave up four homers conveniently. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little too convenient, but he thought he could play through it. So he didn't tell anyone. Then when he finally, then it got worse. He told him. This probably happens. Uh, every player has probably had an injury, didn't tell anyone. It got worse. They tell someone. I mean, that's kind of just how life works, but it does make an interesting situation where I asked you, like, if he had told them right away and they knew that it was a risk, risk, a higher risk than they thought, would they have gotten Keiko more? I, I, don't think, I don't think the answer is yes, but it's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's tough. We don't fully know the extent of the injury. Like, there's there's a chance it's a straight 10-dayer, like the leg was sore. There's a chance it could be, like, weird. I mean, that's kind of – he said it was taking away from the power in his delivery, and that's his landing leg. Um, so I'm I'm pretty worried about that. So, yeah, you do wonder if the Yanks knew would that have changed their pursuit of Keuchel a little bit. I personally – don't think so, but that also may be me convincing myself because <laughs> otherwise I'd be pretty mad about that, you know? I think it's also it's also a tough spot. I mean, I, I think Paul O'Neill talked about it the best, and it's, it's the whole playing hurt thing or are you just sore? Like, your body's not going to feel perfect every day. That's not how this works. So, you know, if he was just feeling a little something, but he's like, oh, I could still throw it and, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing. I'm going to play through it, especially when you're a young guy trying to make your name in the major leagues, a guy who's got nine wins on the season, a guy that could still get some all-star love. But, yeah, that's um, that's kind of the bad news, and now it's, uh, and I, you know, I, Tanaka, uh, congrats, A, to our guy Tank, little mm-hmm. baby girl. Um, yeah, what they But, yeah, it was just kind of, it's just one of those funny moments in baseball where things change so quickly. It's like, oh, well, Tanaka's not pitching tomorrow because he's going on paternity leave. And, by the way, Domingo Herman's hurt. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> but, so, yeah, I, I don't know. And then, obviously, a lot of the MLB outlets were coming out with Bumgarner, Stroman stuff. I mean, I'm not going to believe or or lean into any of that until i hear some some actual rumors of substance which is written not there those are non-existent um every trade the yankees made has not had rumors attached to it beforehand but we will go do this song and dance again where everyone believes everything and then he trades for lance lynn and you're like what the fuck i didn't see that rumored anywhere because uh, the move cash makes are never rumored it's pretty obnoxious and, uh, I, I will say this. I mean, the Sonny Gray thing, like that whole season, once the Sonny Gray, Gray thing picked up, it was like, yeah, we've talked about this for a little while now. It's starting to feel a little that way with Stroman, man. Oh, um, not his, for me at all. His relationship with CeCe, the fact he's from New York, he's like said such a nice thing about the Yankees. He's got a house in Tampa, too, by the way. I, I don't know. I, I feel like there is... Uh, the Rolling Stone is picking up Moss a little bit on Marcus Stroman. And yeah. we're friends. We did the Drury trade with them. So I do like how everyone on, on social media has their guy. Like if Right. Like every time So CC gave up before he blew the game, he gave up in blue is a weird word, but CC gave up two runs in the second inning, right? 
and everyone then tweets out their guy. Like, this is why we need Scherzer. This is why we need yeah. Mad Bum. This is why we need Stroman. This is why we need Mike Miner. This is why we need Boyd. Everyone has their guy. And it's just like every bad inning from a starting pitcher from now until the deadline, they will that will be their tweet. This is why we need insert the guy they've decided the Yankees need. Yeah. And um, um not a fun time on the interwebs. I like it. Lean into it. Have have some laughs about it. No, I, I can't stand that stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Herman's an interesting thing, and this might be a bigger conversation for tomorrow's voicemail episode. Like, how are they going to do the rotation now with Herman out? And it's actually kind of easy, Jake. Um, just I'll just do it right now. They have an off day. Yeah. So they go Tanaka, Paxton, these two games versus the Mets. Then they have an off day. Or then then they go... Um, then they have the off day Wednesday. So they go Hap CC on Thursday and Friday. And that off day Wednesday allows them to go Tanaka, Paxton, Saturday, Sunday. So they can get through the rotation twice of a four-man rotation with that off day. And then from there, well, that'll be what? That'll be eight, nine days away. That'll be nine days out, a little over, and then add today 10 days they'll have a better sense of where herman's at and they'll probably have one bullpen day and we can afford that we've we're four and oh in bullpen days they may not need to make uh any moves i don't think they're going to make a move some guy was talking to me like do they have to make a trade now and i was like well you're not going to make a trade from a position of weakness and anyone else Anyone, any other team is going to take advantage of Cashman right now because he knows how weak the rotation is. And are we really going to trade away higher prospects than we want because we have to do another opener or two? Yeah, I mean, if Cashman finds the right deal, he finds the right deal. But I, 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 I don't think that's imminent um, either. And I, I think that the only X factor I'd throw into that is um, A... The Yankees love rest, and that off day kind of throws off what was supposed to be an extra day of rest for for their pitchers. Um, and yeah, the I think they probably do a bullpen day, and and they talked about it on the broadcast. Right now, our bullpen day is lined up back to back with CC, and that's not ideal because um, CC, you're probably going to need f- four, uh, three innings of pen guaranteed almost. Um, so they'll. If they do decide to go bullpen day, they'll probably try to get that um, split up from CC's next start. Yeah, they could just do it before the start and push yeah. CC one day. But well, yeah. no, they'd still be back to back, so you'd want to get it. You'd want to get it two days before CC or two days after CC. Yeah, maybe they just push Paxton. I mean, they can do that easily. They just insert yeah. a bullpen day and give whoever. Gets an extra day of rest, an extra day of rest from it. Giancarlo Stan's update is he will be in rehab games beginning Monday or Tuesday. Uh, Boone anticipates Stan will need at least a week of games at both High A Tampa and Triple A Scranton before he's ready to come up. That's via Coley Harvey. Don't believe yeah, that. Uh, not. I mean, not that I don't believe it. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna act like that's law because this is the third time we've done it. Yeah, I mean we uh well this is the first time or no, the the first time G played a game that's when he reaggravated himself. So yeah, let's let's get him playing a couple games. 
Um, and then if he gets through a few, you kind of have to view it, I, I mean, very similar to what they just did with Didi. Um, you're, you're, if, he, if he can stay healthy for the next week and a half, that's probably when you're, you're looking at a potential Giancarlo return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judge, they say, is two weeks away from rehab games. Yeah, man. I mean, this is uh, <laughs> I think I think this is where you and I just kind of walk on eggshells a little bit. Like, hey, if if the big man's playing rehab games in two weeks, awesome. Um, if he's not, he's not. Um, yeah, I think Judge like <laughs> don't even talk to your friends about Judge coming back. Just like we, I we're not jinx people, but when it comes to Judge, like let's not even mess with it. Like if 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 he's doing something two weeks, awesome. Um. And Jim, I think I guess the other bad news we we missed that was this series was Dellen. Um, Dellen goes to New York. He's getting reevaluated. Not sure if it's his shoulder or his lat. Sounds eerily similar to Severino. Um, Seems bad. But yeah, the uh, the Dellen news is is bad. And again, like I, I think I did this a month ago or so. Like, feel bad for my dude. This is a contract year for him. Um, We'll we'll see. I mean, I I still hope we get to see him at some point, and he can be Dellen. Um, if not, man, that uh that sucks. And go trade for Brad Hand, cause how good was that dude? Yeah, people. A lot of people wanted Brad Hand back in the day. Yeah, but we got a good bullpen. They just been faltering lately. Let's get into the burns. Let's get into it. Let's get it. All right, game one on your mark. Get set. Burn. Zach, Uncle Dan, Plesak versus Domingo, Sauerkraut, Herman to kick off three against the Windians. Yank strike first. How you like me now? Clint, RBI double, followed by Hicks to the sticks, baby. It's 2-0 Yanks. Cleveland would tie it on a kiss this Kipnis RBI and a NyQuil Naquin homer. Locked at twos into the six, and they throw Domingo out there, and oh, no. So smooth, Carlos Santana. Two-run shot, they tack on a bonus run off the hailstorm. Low energy, low runs, Yanks lose 5-2. Herman. well now we know he's been hurting, but another, not awful outing, but not good. Well, Jim, this is the other part where, like, you can let your brain go into this dangerous area. Because what if her, what if, what if Herman had told the staff that, like, his hip was just bothering a little bit? Um, you know, do they throw him out there for that fi- that sixth inning? Because um, that's when he gets touched up. Um, he looked pretty solid through that point. Um, it 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 becomes it becomes a double guess fest because you leave him out there for the. The next inning, you get another inning out of them. You gave up two more runs, though. So, um, I, I don't know. You, you can't really live in that world. Um, but I think I did say on the pregame show that day, like, Domingo also needed a win, Jim. He's been pitching poorly up through this. So, he was at, like, exactly what I said. He was five innings pitched, two earned runs. And I think he was, like, 80 pitches or so. And it was, you know, I would have liked to see him get pulled there, give Domingo a win for the day and get it to your pin. Um, they wanted to get one more out of him, and that's what happens. It was interesting the way he went about this game. He opened up throwing all his pitches. He couldn't spot his fastball for the life of him. Uh, it was just, we just missing spots. And the first time through the rotation, he hit so many right 
the right through the heart of the zone that Cleveland just didn't do any damage to. Yeah. In the fourth inning, they threw, I think, four or five fastballs. They went straight curveball changeup only. And it worked. Then they come out in the fifth inning and do the same thing. Start with all off speed and gets like single, single, single or something like that. So they're like, okay, let's throw the fastball now. Guy puts one to the track that Hicks runs down to grab. And then the next batter hits the two-run home run. And then that then he ends the fifth, five innings pitch, two earned runs. Comes out for the sixth inning, and they're just smacking everything now. Uh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't have put them out there. They look into that stuff. They know how that all works. I wouldn't have put yeah. him back out there. Yeah, and it, it just happened quick, man. Mercado, first pitch, single, and then Santana, second pitch, Yabo. And, I mean, just like that, it went from 2-2 two, two to 4-2, two, and we know how the Yankees <laughs> manage a game differently when they're down two runs. So that uh, that kind of sealed our fate without a little rally. I mean, the, the bats went dead the rest of the game, uh, to be completely honest. And, Jim, the other thing that, you know, I'm a, I'm a big uh, game story guy. I think, you know, one thing affects the other, yada, yada, yada. Um, the second inning, the inning we scored one run, we sco- we should have scored three. Didi got thrown out at second trying to go for a double. Morales gets uh, – does Morales on the base path at third base. I mean, it, it was – you know, it probably happens to a lot of guys, but the fact it was Morales, you know, a little salt in the wound. Um, but, yeah, we made two outs on the base paths that inning. So – uh, that could have potentially been, you know, if you go up 3-0, top two, that changes the whole game story. Um, and then maybe if they had the lead in the fifth, you know, you you don't leave Domingo back out there. So it, it just turns into a lot of second guessing. But again, you look back, you scored two runs. Um, and that's, uh, that's a tough way to win a baseball game. Oh, yeah, offense lost it. But, I mean, that, that always bothers me when you're critiquing the game at hand and people are like, it's the offense's fault. I'm like, I understand that, but because the offense isn't doing anything, Boone has to manage the game that's at hand. Um, I thought Herman didn't look good. I mean, even when his results were good, he was looking like they were. He was fighting for everything out there. There was a lot of hard contact. But now we know it was because his hips fucking annoying him. Hips messed up, and yeah, that's the my my first thing was landing leg, which I mentioned. But yeah, he said he doesn't feel like he can get his like his body going the right way, like power-wise, which I thought was kind of interesting. I was trying to picture myself doing a wind-up. Very similar body types, me and Domingo Herman. Um, but, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. I, I, I think it's uh, – right now it's really interesting to me. Like it could very much be like a 10-day, it was kind of sore and he's back, or it could be like, you know, he can't. if you can't land on your landing leg as a pitcher, you're in a tight spot. So, um and with with how things have been going for the Yankees, I I too am now expecting the worst injury wise. Nice, nice. Let's go to game two. All right. On your mark. Gets it. Burn. Adam Pluko is not a planet versus Cece back in Cleveland for the last time where it all started with some snazzy shoes to boot. We can't lose this one, right? Especially with another 2-0 lead after the dark night rises. Sir Didi is back with a two-run Johnson, but the Yanks' bats would stay quiet as the Cleveland bats got loud. 
Ramirez sack fly, Perez home run, scratch that, double off the top of the wall, Mercado home run, and now there's Perez's actual home run, Ploiecki bomb, just like that, it's 7-2 Cleveland as CeCe and Holder get touched up, a rally in their bones, Glaber RBI double, Urshela sack fly, but it would be too much to overcome, Yanks lose, James, 8-4. to four. Yep, the old uh, Holder Sessa show. Um, what's to do here? CC, do you see CC after the game? He said he just didn't have nothing. It was like I had, no, I, had <laughs> yeah. I had nothing working today. So, okay. That's uh, that's that's got to be a tough feeling when you're you're back in Cleveland trying to get two fifty wearing those shoes, and you're you're just like I don't have any stuff today. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going well. Not ideal. Yeah, he was good the first three innings. Bottom four, he gives up a fly ball and a double. That double by Perez, which helped out. That That's two runs, four innings. Um, not terrible, but then they couldn't get out of the fifth either. Yeah, yeah. Mercado, man. Uh, Mer- Mercado was – he murked us this series straight up. Um and then yeah, it was it was it was the it was a repeat of the game before. We went up two nothing. It was tied at twos, and then they went up four two, and it just felt like it was over. Um, and yeah, and I mean when Plawecki and Perez are getting you, I mean that's that's a tough feeling when you're playing Cleveland. I mean we we sparked. Uh, I mean Cleveland should be thanking us. We sparked Kipnis's bat. He was in a he was in a nasty slump, and now he's going. Um, so you're welcome, Cleveland. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, Holder got touched up. He, uh, he was not good. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Sessa, you can't really complain too much about it. I mean, I, Sessa's ERA is up to five, two, eight, Jim, that, that early season Sessa magic. I mean, that's kind of, that's fully worn off for me. Well, yeah, I'm the same way with Holder. I mean, yeah. I, I need Holder. I need them to start. I need them to cancel the try to f- try to fix holder plan and move on to the who's going to take holders innings plan. Yeah. Um which I know is is tough and holders peripherals look good. There's this whole but well, no, I'm not going to do it. Um every time holder comes in something bad happens. His fault or not his fault. Every time holder comes into a game something bad happens. He's, uh he's got some bad voodoo going right now. It's not it's not good times. But I don't blame Boone for going to him. Down two, Holder is the guy. We just need to find right. a like new... Right, that's supposed to be his role on this team. Yeah, we just need to find a new guy because I don't trust Holder. I mean, maybe yeah. maybe he can bounce back, obviously, but I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not... Yeah, I mean, if he gets it going or, or maybe he needs to do the Chad, like, AAA, figure something out. Like, I, And that's where people think I'm some sort of Holder apologist because I just tweeted out some of his stats from last year, which he was good. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, we're not confident in, and the stats aren't good. So, uh, something needs to happen, whether it's just earning it back one day at a time, like Chad's trying to do, or if he needs to go down and figure something out, like that's, that is what it is. It is what it is. This game was a bummer. Did you think they were going to come back at all when they, they put up two in the seventh? I usually do. I've had a lot of games where I'm like, ah, I think they're going to come back. I did not. This game, I just, it just didn't feel like anything was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's a five-run lead against a, a good team, or what's supposed to be a good team that played some of their best baseball of the season. We, 
I the this Saturday game was on FS1, and you heard the announcers were saying it openly. Like, this is the best Cleveland's looked all year. So, And, again, that's one of those things that I think of how good the Yankees look when they've looked good and think about maybe their low points from this series. Like, if you just play a team at the wrong time, sometimes that's what happens. That's, you know, part of the beauty of sports. So um, Cleveland was playing good ball, and we are, we currently aren't playing great baseball, if we're being completely honest. So, yeah, it, it didn't feel like, all right, let's, let's, let's get this. It was like, no. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Are there any more from this game? I mean, they just kind of lost. Just kind of got. Uh, yeah, I mean, Perez hit the fake home run and then the real home run. Um, that fake home run was lucky as hell, huh? Yeah, I mean that. Uh, that was about six inches from being gone the first time. And yeah, I mean, also, dude, it was back to back day. These just young Indian starters settled in, and then they were just doing whatever they wanted, you know. Yeah, and um, it felt like we were really going to get to that dude. Didi hits the home run in the first inning. Uh, and it was like, all right, here we go. We're going to fucking crush this Pluto, dude. Nope. He settled in. Yeah. <laughs> and the, uh, I forget I forget the guy who was calling the game for FS1, the color guy. I actually enjoyed him a little bit. Um, they were doing the behind, <laughs> behind the catcher camera view. And he's like, this is the least deceptive motion I've ever seen. Guys must love hitting off this dude. And I was like, wow. <laughs> That's tough look for Plutko. Uh, but it worked for him that day. Getting called out, Plutko, you bum. Yeah. All right. Next up, Jake. Game number three. Will they? Say. Will they get swept? Find out now. Find out right now. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Opener day, Chad Bro Green versus Shane Justin Bieber. Better watch out for Selena as the Yanks try to avoid being swept by Believeland. Top two, two outs. The Yanks tell the Biebs you can go and love yourself. Stitches Guardy Party, two-run homer. DJ 26 with another RBI hit, Jim. Lewis, Linwood, Voigt, two RBI double, five-nothing Yanks. It's a snoozer. Oh, my. Tommy's tight pants were a little too tight. Four runs off him and one off Vino and we're tied? Never fear, Clint Frazier's here. Huge sack fly, grounder to Didi and the Yankees. Oh my God, he boots it and it's Bunos Cantos time. But back-to-back doubles by Call Me Maven and A.A. Ron Hicks. Put the tarp on this one. Chad to Nestor to Canely to Vino to Chappie to Tarpley. Yanks win 7-6 in extras. Wild game. A lot of emotions. A lot of different emotions. I made a loaf of banana bread during this game. Have you had it yet? I forgot to put the butter in. What? I took a bite of the banana bread, and then I was like, this is missing something. And then I checked the microwave, and the butter I melted was still in there. Oh, man. Yeah, because I did it while the rallies in the end of the game were going. So is it like healthy banana bread? I don't know. It just kind of tastes like this is missing something. I guess isn't that great. It's not terrible, um, but not great. But uh, crazy game. I, I think the Indians played better. I'm getting a lot of pushback from that. Uh, but I think the Indians played better. I mean, when Chapman, when Didi botched that ball and the Indians have two on and two out, whatever. I was like, 
There's no way Chapman recovers. He just mentally thought this game was over as soon as that ball hit the bat. And I was like, they have all the momentum in the world. I didn't think the Yankees were going to win that game at all. But Mabin and Hicks put it together for a run, and then they bring in Tarpley, and I'm like, would anyone be shocked if we lose? No. The answer is no. no. But Tarpley looked amazing. Tarpley, Tarpley was nice enough to borrow Chapman's slider for an inning. Dude, um, it was nasty. That slide piece was awesome. And, yeah, man, that's uh, I, I'm not going to do it with my full spoiled Yankees thing, but, dude, that's why Araldis Chapman, he just won pitcher of the month. He's he has some of the best stuff to ever play baseball. He's lost he's lo- he's lost four miles per hour on his fastball, and he still throws a hundy spot. Um, but yeah, man, he took a deep breath and he settled down. I mean, Chapman's been around for a while now. If this was a younger, less experienced closer, they'd be pretty shook. He settles down and drops a dirty slider to get Mercado to get out of the inning. Um, and the Yanks, yeah, they showed a little bit of fight um, after this sloppy series. And yeah, I mean. Didi came out after the game and said his, you know, he puppy dog labor stuff. Um, and we all felt that, too, because it's like, damn, man, um, that's a bad feeling. <laughs> um, if if you've played any sports, if you've played a video game, <laughs> like, that's a bad feeling. Um, so it's – and that's where I, I think I was saying, like, I came into it optimistic. If we won this game – good we sal- we salvaged this road trip a little bit it could have actually been a lot worse if we win this game good let's turn the pedal back on when we get home and use this as momentum um but man if we if we blew this game like we almost did especially the fashion we almost did chapman throws the ball away first didi bot- botches one um i mean this would have been this would have been a low point of the season so far and i'm i'm glad we don't have to do that would have been would have been real though. Would have been like, well, that was miserable. We are in misery right now. We yeah. just reached the depth of it. But they escape with the win. Um uh, this game, Jake, people, it's the most it's the biggest second guessing I've ever seen a fan base do. What's the goal of a game? To hand a lead to your bullpen, who's right. the strength of your team. There's people out there and a lot of people saying Nestor was rolling. Let Nestor keep going as if the times through the order situation. They've never heard of it. Like, yeah, he went three innings. He looked good. Went once through the order. It's Nestor Cortez. You want Nestor Cortez two times through the order, no matter how good he looked through the one versus Tommy Canely, who's been a shutdown reliever. Now it's so easy to say Tommy Canely blew it, so Nestor maybe would have been better, but you have to know you're being the biggest second-guess artist in the history of second-guess artists and annoying the hell out of me. No way you want Nestor Cortez on his second time through versus Tommy Canely fresh. I'd make that same move again because the odds are Canely's going to get get out of it. Canely had a rough night. And then Boone puts in his best defensive lineup dj to first glaber to second dd to short or dj and uh dd can't handle the play people are like well why did he put him in there well because he's our best defensive shortstop so shut your butt um i've never seen a manager get 
flack. Now, there's other things ar- around the way they're operating the bullpen that are annoying, but like handing a five-run lead to your lockdown bullpen is not a bad move. No, a Boone Boone pushed every right button today. Um, I you can I will say this. You know, there's times when we've talked about Boone slash the Yankees, Cashman, that whole team. That there's times when they try to steal outs, and it's kind of funny when <laughs> when Nestor Cortez pitches three perfect innings, and you're up five nothing. That feels like the time that you try to steal it, steal a couple outs, you know. But at the same time, everything you're saying is right. They said, "All right, we're gonna go." Canely to Vino to Britain to Chapman and win this game and get out of town. And that's the winning move. Um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, if, if you were tweeting negative stuff about Boone, I think you kind of exposed yourself because that's exactly what we would have wanted to do. And if if Canely, Adovino, and Britain and Chapman had done their normal jobs that they've been doing for the past two months, you'd be sitting there at the end of the day being like, wow, Yanks won 5 nothing. that bullpen's back, we're going to kill the Mets tomorrow. And I think you even heard Paul O'Neill on the broadcast because um, they, they know what's going on, on online and interacting and what people are saying. You heard Paul O'Neill go multiple times. He's like, yeah, Aaron Boone's pressed every right button today. To the point that they were definitely like, yo, people are mad at Boone right now? What? Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's pretty frustrating. I just got another retweet. Like, Nestor was rolling. Fucking, we're, I mean, Nestor, I'll give him an award later in the show. He was great. But Nestor Cortez, second time through the order, like, fucking count your blessings that he pitched so well. And give it to the good guys. The good guys all faltered. That's their fault. It's not Boone's fault at all. I was so sick of so man. Yeah. One rough road trip and like people are off uh, whatever. It's it, it you know what? It's a select few. So to harp on it is annoying by me. And I'll stop. Jimmy, I'll 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 say this. Well, well, it Nestor Nestor's getting a award. We don't normally give out spoilers, but it sounds like Nestor's getting a award. So I I've remind me to get some of my Nestor fun facts out. Okay, I will. He likes to polka. He does? No way. He could. He could. He could. He good. He good. He could. He could. He could. Anything else from this game? I mean, really happy for Tarpley to get called up and then do that. Really cool. Um, and then yeah, so a, a lot of the I, offense is individual stuff. I've got a... Uh, <laughs> I've got MLB Network up on in the background, and it was funny. The first thing I saw in the bottom line when I turned it on was <laughs> Stephen Tarpley called up by the Yankees. And it's like, oh, shoot, that guy just saved the game today. Um, so that's a pretty pretty nuts 24 hours for my mans. Um, dude, Cameron Maben gets his first start in the series, goes two for five. He's hitting 400 over his last 10 games now, and... I mean, just gasoline on the fire that is the Kendry Morales situation. Yeah, let's. Uh, uh, there's a lot of individuals. I, yeah, I think it's going to come up. Need to be talked about. So let's go straight into that section of the show. I don't think that was loud enough. Awards. First award we give out here on Talking Yanks is Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. And because it is Sunday, that means I, John Boy, your host, that isn't a heathen, gets to go first. My award, Jake, pride of the Yankees, 
my pride of the Yankees for this series versus the Cleveland Indians is Clint Frazier. Yep, stole mine. Yep. Pretty easy. Uh, amid all the controversy uh, from a couple series ago, he has just played, and he's been roping the ball. He had a really good series. I believe if I look at the stats on the three games, he was at uh, a 556 batting average, 583 on base percentage, um, five hits, two RBIs, looking really good. I had his numbers up. Uh, I lost him. I had his numbers up on the season with two outs running in scoring position. They're insane. They are insane. He has like a 586 on base percentage with two outs runners in scoring position. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the only reason it's not being talked about more is because of LeMahieu. But yeah, Clint's been awesome. Let me pull up the exact stats. Two outs, runners in scoring position, 17 plate appearances, 500 batting average, 529 OPS, 1.654 OPS. And I think that will bump up with today's game. That's from yesterday's number. So it's insane. Uh, He played a nice boring, and I say that as a positive, defense. Every ball that came his way. He didn't get any chances. He didn't get any tough chances. but, But he's had... He's, had, he's botched non-tough chances before, so it was good. Made every play that came his way. Hit with the bat. Helped the team win. Huge series for him. I'm interested to see the reception he's going to get at Yankee Stadium. I think it'll be split via uh, age demographic. If they put him back in right field right away, and uh, if he is, how that works. I think there's a lot of pressure off him playing right field on on the road. Um without the home home team bring down his neck. But Clint's his bat's crazy. It looks like a glitch. It's so fast with the bat speed and he had a really good series. That at bat in game three, the only game we won, and he tied the game with his No, he he gave us the lead with his sack fly. He spit at two pitches right off the plate. Really good control. Uh it was it was impressive. Good for Clint. Yeah, and that's speed. a when when I praise Clint Frazier, that's the first thing. When he's right, how in control of an at-bat he is um, just blows me away. Um, and that's what we saw in that at-bat. We had a, a guy, submarine pitcher, facing the wrong way. Basically, it, it reminded me of the scene in 300 when the 300 army is just rolling through the different armies that are getting sent at them. And one of them is like smoke and mirrors, like they have fireworks and stuff. And then at the end, it's just like they slaughtered them quickly or whatever happened. That was Clint Frazier watching that guy pitch. He's like, yeah, dude, throw whatever underarm crap you want. When you get one in the zone, I'm going to do me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a really impressive at bat. Um, that's a weird brain, Jake. Um, but he uh, and yeah, man, I, I know, uh, you know, people people think we're Clint, Clint haters Um you know what? I, I just think my guy is going to find out that when, you know, if you catch your fly balls and you hit like you can, the, the city and the media like you, bud. <laughs> um, so keep it going. It will be interesting to see, especially the game Maben had. Like, if you're not putting him back in right field, that's pretty frustrating almost. Um, and Subway Series. Like you said, that knob is up a little bit, so it'll it'll be interesting to see if they DH him or if he gets one game in the outfield or both. Um but oh, yeah, my, shit. Uh, Do we have another national broadcast game coming up? 
Clint, uh, I'll, I'll let you look into that. Uh, but yeah, man, he was barreling everything. The sack fly was a couple feet away from being a, a double in the gap that would have essentially ended the game. Um, but yeah, man, what, what a series. What date are these games? Um, 6-10 and 6-11 tomorrow. Nope. If you will. Picks 11 and then yes. Cool. Nice. Don't want a national broadcast game because that just would spark all the talks. All of the talks. Of Clint. They would talk about, they would bring it to the national audience again, which is what we don't need. Oh, yeah. Who is your pride of the Yankees? My pride of the Yankees. Damn, man. Um, Talk about a funky series. I mean, do you go, sir? I mean, then he boots the ball and you don't want to give it to him. Um, you know what? The, the stats aren't necessarily there, Jim. Um, but for me, I think it's an easy answer. Um, I'm going Aaron Hicks, dude. Um, Aaron Hicks with a huge hit today. Um, the game winning RBI double. If he doesn't hit that again, what are we saying on this podcast right now? Uh, it's a totally different move. We we probably yell at each other, yell at our fans. We probably yell at everyone a little bit. Um, instead, it's pretty lighthearted because we get the win, we salvage it, we go back home. Um, that was from the right side of the plate too. Switch Tixie around, um, and he had the homer to start the series, which he he had homered in. I think three straight games after that one. So Aaron Hicks has gotten it going. Um, again, the not overall his stats on the series aren't that pretty, but uh, a Yabo and the hit that won us the game. So I'll, I'll give you some love, my, my mans. How weird was the double play thing I pulled up? That was bizarre, dude. That was cool. That's baseball in a nutshell. So if anyone didn't see it, Hicks hit into one Double play. Grounded into one double play in all of 2018. And he grounded into it. So he grounded into a double play game three this series. And I was like, that's odd. He doesn't do that a lot because he's fast. So I was like, well, someone responded and was like, and wasn't that a 3-3-1 double play? Like an unassisted type thing? So I was like, oh, let me go look it up to see what kind of double play it was. Because then I could say, wow, that's the first true double play Aaron Hicks is grounded into and 200 games or whatever, you know? So I go and find the footage, and it was a game in Cleveland, and it was the same exact hit to the second baseman who throws it to the shortstop who throws it to first base. I tweeted it out. They're the same exact thing. Mirror image double plays. Bizarre. In the same stadium. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, just the definition of, you know, one of, one of baseball's quirks, and both of them he was out by half a step. Um but uh, yeah, baseball, Susan. Hicks. All right, Yankee motherfucker. You Yankee motherfucker. Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm not gonna take the cop out. I think I we can get I you can do it or I can get into that conversation wow. uh, via a different route. I'm gonna take Tommy Canley. Ooh, it's a loving motherfucker. I mean, we had a plan. I Boone put you in there because it was the right move. And you not only, like, blew it, like, you blew it, blew it. Four runs, one inning. I mean, not good. Totally allowed. Totally allowed to have an off day. All relievers, no relievers perfect besides, like, Zach Britton in 2016. And the Phillies. Who is that guy? 
Eric Gagne. 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 He was was he perfect? Gagne West. Yeah. Yeah. So reliever, it's going to happen, but it would have been a much easier day had you just done your job, Canely, and much easier day for the Yankees, for you, and for uh, everyone that uh, loves interacting with other people on the internet. We would have avoided a lot of nonsense. So I'm giving yeah. it to Tommy. Yeah, uh, there's there's going to be days like that. I don't know if he uh, didn't have the intensity or if Cleveland saw something. That would be scary because um, Paul kept talking about them jumping on the early pitches. Um, if the league has figured out why Tommy Canley's been so good for the last little bit, that would be bad news. But you could just chalk this up as a bad day at the ballpark. Tommy's been nothing but incredible this year. Who is your motherfucker? Well, Jim, you've put me in an awful spot because you blew the pick. Um, so now someone is getting let off the hook for a Yankee MFer that deserves it. And Jimmy, just because it's it's something that I've I've stood by, I have to go there, which is unfortunate because um, I think our listeners are going to be disappointed. But I'm giving mine to Jonathan Holder. I was hoping you'd do that. Um. Because I have been a little bit of a holder stan, and when I say that, again, it's tweeting his stats from last year, like the fact if you took out the Boston game, he had like a 2-1-2 ERA and essentially his well, year. Well, I'll press you on this. Do you still think yeah. Holder could be a closer on another team? Uh, if he figures it out, yeah. Um, on a bad team. Like, I'm not saying, like, Holder's going over to a contender, but, like, if you saw Holder closing games in two years for the Royals, like, it wouldn't oh. be the craziest thing you've oh, ever seen. Oh. In two years is a big caveat. I thought you meant, like, right now. I, if he was good, like he was last year, like if Jonathan Holder got traded after last year and was on the Royals and you heard he broke camp as a closer, you wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, good for him. Yeah, but you know, now you still don't think that. No, he's been bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's same th- Chad Green. Uh, you know, uh, Chad Green, if he went to a lot of teams, he could have been potentially their closer at the start of the season. He had a terrible start of the season, and no one's saying that right now. Um, I, I think it's just funny that people hold them in such different votes. I mean, Chad Green is a better pitcher when he's right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Holder's just been bad. We don't trust him when he's in the game now, um, and that just sucks. Um, and, yeah, he's he has to do something or you got to go. Um, and I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's going to AAA. I don't know if it's, you know, one inning at a time at the big league level and getting some wins and getting it going. Um, but, yeah, his um, some days the slider looks pretty tight. There were a couple bad luck ones. We, you know, jokingly mentioned the voodoo curse that's going on with him. But he's, uh, he's not quality right now. Uh, he's, he's not even – he's not near the degree where we need him to be um, if he wants to be a part of this team going forward. So he's he's the MFR. All right. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, so the guy we let off the hook, I'll give him my my first award. Sure. I hate looking at your face award. Ooh. The award to- goes to your mirror. Ooh. No, it's an office quote. I'll tell roasted. Uh... It's Morales. Who? Mr. Ken. I uh I don't get why they played him so much, Jake. I honestly I I honestly don't. A lot of times I can make sense of their moves. 
Like I can see right. their logic, but it, but I don't agree with it. This one I, I can't I can't even see their logic. They're trying to say we want him to get going, but he's not vital. Like it's not like we need to get Kendrys going. Like when Voight was struggling at one point, it was we need to get Voight going, and that's clear and everyone understands that. If Gary was struggling, DJ, you know, Glaber, we need to get them going. They're vital to our lineup. Like, we need to throw them out and get them going. No matter how bad they're slumping right now, we need to do that. We don't need to get Kendrys Morales going. That is not a need of the 2019 Yankees. It's fucking... It's just not necessary. And and it it, it also doesn't jive with their... with their hot, like, stuff. Like, the guy has two home runs. He's on a really hot streak, but we got to give him a day off. And we don't think this will mess with his hot streak. But you think that... Playing him every day will get someone going instead of giving them a day off here and there. It's kind of it's kind of a, a little contradicting uh, philosophies. It just made no sense that Cameron Maven rode the bench, that Tyro Estrada rode the bench for the whole Boston and Toronto series. Basically, played one, started one game. Cameron Maven started one game versus the Indians. It makes no sense. You're being, you guys are being annoying and dumb. Stop starting. Kendrys Morales. There's no need to get him going. And Jimmy, uh, yeah, I think we we need to get him going to another team. Um, and we, I, I'm trying to think right now. Well, you know, look at Boston team, Boston's team last year. I mean, taking extra bases and you know just hustle and guys playing different positions and turning it on at the right time. They had a magical run. Who in the league right now is a good a good player that's just like not an athlete at all? Ooh. Like Vogelbach on Seattle's been doing pretty pretty good. He's he's a big ball of meat. Yeah, like Steven um, Steven Vote. Yeah, but I mean at least he's a catcher, you know, like it, it kinda adds up and he, he had a couple big hits the other day, didn't he? He had like a game winner the other day. Maybe. Um Kendrys Morales, I, my basic statement is the easy one. He's only in the big leagues to hit, so if he's not hitting, he's totally useless, and he's not hitting, um, so he's totally useless. And, Jim, it's just like... It's not what the Yankees should look like. <laughs> um, not to be too mean to my guy, Kenmo, but you're not helping me. You're not helping me. Tyro Estrada could come in if we need a body to play defense, if we need a pinch runner. Maybe if we need to switch out, you know, get him versus a lefty pitcher. You know, Tyro Estrada can help you out in a lot of ways. Kendrys Morales cannot. Yeah. Um, and it's it's so frustrating. And I'm I while I'm talking about athletic guys playing good baseball. Seeing Cameron Mabin play today and what he's done over his last 10, and I've got to watch the... I was going to say something pretty mean, but watching Kendrys Morales do what he does on a baseball field and then seeing Cameron Mabin and what he does on a baseball field and what that provides for our team, it's Cameron Mabin 10 out of 10 times. Um, so yeah, get, get Kendrys Morales out of my face. Get him out of here. He's a bum and we hate him. You're a bum. He's a bum and we hate him. What's your first award? 
catch my breath after there. I got got hot for a little bit. Um, my well, I should keep the momentum going, right? Um, my first award is the oh, just farted a little. If I'm being honest, um, searching, making something up. <laughs> I'm trying to think how I want to phrase it. I'm okay. I've got too many. I got too many negative awards, man. This is a tough series. I'm gonna go the. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna cop out and just build on what I was just saying. Give me the last ten award. So you're going Cameron Maven. Going Cameron Maven. Same uh, he, same he, combo he just, we just had. No, it's not Jim because Cameron Maven needs to be talked about more. Um, he scores the game-winning run again in this game that could have been tragic. Um, he's been a solid defender. Jimmy, it, it, it's, it's like not a joke. Like people are tweeting about it and stuff and they're like, all right, kind of cool. Yeah. Hitting 400 in his last 10 games. Now play this dude, play this dude. Also, you can protect Clint if you're playing this dude. Um, and Clint's a valuable part of this team. And we've kind of buried that negative story that was weighing everyone down for about five days last week. Play Cameron Mabin. Because only you mentioned only bad things are happening when Jonathan Holder's out there. Only good things are happening when Cameron Mabin's out there. Play this man. I agree. Play him. I mean, what's our best lineup with what we have right now? It's actually pretty are we tough. Doing like bet order or just around the horn? No, no. Best like lineup. Roma. I didn't know if you were doing like a batting order. Oh, no, that's when no. you say lineup. No, Just no, no, around no. the horn then. What's our best starting nine right now? Gary Sanchez catching. Yeah. I think it's DJ LeMahieu at first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. Gla- Glaber at second, Didi at short, Urshela at third. Guardian left, Hicks in center. Maven in right... No, right field no. or no, yep. no, 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 because yep. yep. we're leaving Clint or Void out there, and they both need to be in the lineup. So the best lineup we have right now is Gardner, Morales, and Romine on the bench. Clint, yes. Clint DHing. Yes. So Voit's at first, but then we've just kicked someone out of the infield, right? So you have to. So Clint has to play the field then. Yes. Clint has so Clint has to be in right. Maybe has to be in left. Hicks in center. And then around the horn, I don't care how you do it. The DH in the infield is there. Geo's at third. And then Didi's at short. Voigt's DHing. LeMayu's at first. Glaber's at sh- second. So our best lineup right now, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, Gardner's been rocking balls these last two games and did come up with a home run. But Maven is part of our best lineup out of the roster we currently have. Yeah. I, I guess there's a world where maybe it's like a Maven Guardy platoon. I know the the analytics guys would kill me for that, but Guardy hit a home run today and his his at bats the last two games have actually been really good. So hopefully hopefully when he plays he can get a little hot streak going again. He's been playing so much he's played like fifty nine out of sixty four games. Like we did not sign up for this. We need no. to start platooning him hard and giving him a lot of days off. Like we we need to. And we have the guys to do it. We have Maven. Um Clint was fine in right field. This these last two series, I I think in the long haul, 
you still can't trust Clint's defense in a close, tight game. But yeah, and maybe if if we can use Guardy as a defensive sub here and there and that kind of thing, you know, that make make the wheels on this cog work a little better. Um, but yeah, I mean, Brett Gardner should not be in there against lefties. Um, yeah, yeah. Stitches Guardy though. That was cool. It's funny, at least. I like Who's it. your next award, John Boy? Well, I'm doing an office theme here, if you didn't know, if you can figure it out. Okay. I didn't know that. Well, it's I've only heard. been one. I hate your looking at your face. I want to smash it. Next award. I knew exactly what to do, but in a much real sense, I had no idea what to do. Award. Whoa. Whoa. I already told you. It goes to Nestor Cortez, Nestor Molester. Yeah. Nestor goes out there. We saw it today, man. We saw him change his timing. We saw him drop down and throw like sidearm. Saw him throwing like all sorts of different pitches. And it was like, do you have a plan, man? Or do you just say, I haven't thrown this one yet. Let's do this. All right, let's try this. It was funny. It was fun. We had a lot of minor league beat reporters saying like, it's fun to watch him pitch because he's just making shit up on the fly. Okay, yeah. facing Kipnis. Kipnis gave him a look. He, he dropped down sidearm and threw a slider, and Kipnis just stopped and looked at him like, huh, you're going to do that to me now? And then two pitches later, he did it again and struck him out. It's pretty cool. But Nestor gets a lot, of, a lot of credit for what he did today. I don't know what, he's, what have his last couple outings looked like. I didn't look at that. but Jimmy, I'm glad you asked. Jimmy, in his last eight innings now? Nestor Cortez has gone scoreless. Oh, really? Um, and Jimmy, that's where I kind of want to have this conversation because you and I, the Nestor Cortez thing is weird. You and I thought he was like 29 and a journeyman. Turns out he's 24. <laughs> he's 24 years old. He's young. Um, and yeah, he's been scoreless through his last eight on the season now, Jim. He's down to a... Uh, Clint and Nestor are the same age. Clint and Nestor are the same age. Nestor gets talked about like he's a 33-year-old journeyman, and Clint gets talked about like he's a 16-year-old kid. Yeah. Well, that's a little bit us, too. But uh, Nestor Cortez, after this game, his ERA is down to a 3.86. Um, he has more strikeouts than innings on the season. Uh, Nestor Cortez, man, we're a Yankees team that needs innings right now, um, and he could find himself earning a major league role, which, again, when we looked him up we saw him live in spring training and people were like yeah he's not really a major league type like he's uh you know yeah uh, he, he'll he'll end up getting an inning or two a season for a couple different teams but that's it but man my my guy's been twirling it lately three perfect innings today um and again scoreless in his last eight jimmy um scoreless in his last eight innings yes which is what three outings uh, yes, four innings, one inning, and then the three today. Okay. Cool. Yeah. He got yeah. blowed up in AAA a couple times earlier this season. It's because he, he needs to be on the big team, man. You know how it is. Well, we hadn't seen him get that crafty yet. Maybe they try, finally said, like, just do you, Nestor. You want to drop down and sling it? Drop down and sling it. You want to mess with They timing? gave him the same advice they gave Cameron Maven. Just swing hard. Yeah. He's like, what? Yeah. Just swing All hard. All right. Try your hardest, do your best. I'll swing hard. You would. You would swing hard. Yeah. Okay. What's your next award? 
My last award is the ASAP Rocky Award, Jim. Oh, wow. Coveted. Isn't that oh, yeah. when I type this in into our sheet, should I make it the S a money sign? Is that how ASAP uh, Rocky It has is? to be a money sign because okay. that's how you spell it. Okay. That's the old number four on the keyboard. I got it. Yeah. Shift four. Um, and Jimmy, this is a... We've talked a lot about this episode that, you know, there's there's new things are coming to arise that are a problem or a situation. ASAP Rocky is well known for his song Effin' Problems. Um, and Jim, this is a follow-up word from, that I gave out about a week ago. It's going to Austin Romine, man. Um, the flag has officially gone from yellow to orange, which I think is one step away on the color spectrum from red. But, uh, Jim, you saw it circle on the internet. We signed our boy Kratzy to a minor league deal. Yeah, And Austin Romine right now is swinging a wet newspaper at the plate. And I I said it a week ago. I said, let's not make this become a problem. And, Jim, it's a problem, straight up. Yeah, I feel bad because I like Romine. We love Romine. But, I mean... Have you seen his numbers? Do you have them in front of you? Can you tell the people what his numbers are right now? I hadn't looked at them in a while. And when I did pull them up earlier today, I was so disheartened. Is that the word? Yeah. So just kind of like this is what I did, Jake. When I saw what Romine's numbers are on the season, this is what I did. I looked at my screen and I went, oh, no. Yeah, man. It's a it's a problem. He uh. He's batting 205 with a 213 on base percentage, a 475 OPS. Um, 213? Jimmy, just uh just a little reminder for you. Tyler Wade, when he was on the team, hit 204 with a 316 OBP and a 520 OPS. So Austin Romine is now hitting below Tyler Wade's standards. Um, I have news I know, for you, though. What's your news? How many games has Austin Romine played this season? He has played 26 games. How many at-bats? At he has had 88 at-bats, 90 plate appearances. Okay, okay, so that's different. So I was comparing what Kratz has done this season. Sure. Kratz is having a worse year. Jake in 21 games he has a 170 on base percentage and a 374 OPS I thought maybe if I looked up Kratz numbers and they were like better than Romine's be like I don't know I do not think I do not think they're going to make a move away from Romine as backup until September comes and once the rosters expand then they call up Kratz or Hagee or whoever it is. And I think that person will split or take away Romine starts. But for chemistry's sake and the clubhouse sake, I do believe Romine will be the backup until rosters expand. Yeah, and it, it becomes this kind of interesting question because, A, Gary's so good that we can't have him not catch in a playoff series. Um so whoever the backup catcher is literally there. So you might as well have the guy that's well-respected in the clubhouse and your guy. Um, 
But yeah, man, I, I the only thing outside of that is is if this if this Romine stuff continues, uh, I mean, you want to go into the playoffs with the best team you possibly can. And if Romine heads down this path and Kratzy starts figuring it out a little bit like he did for the Brewers last year, um, it becomes a situation. Um, Austin Romine in his last 16 games, his last 53 plate appearances, so more than half of his season, um, hitting 151, 151 OBP, 321 OPS, um, eight for 53. So it's, um, and it's just tough, man. Cause we, we also need to keep this Gary Sanchez guy as fresh and as healthy as we can. Cause he's such a key cog to this team to the point we saw him start four straight games at catcher and then with kind of how the times lined up this weekend they were going to sit him Saturday and man I'll tell you this when it's Saturday CC's trying to get 250 and there's no Gary and no Voight in the lineup no one people people music people say that shit hits you differently when you saw that lineup, that shit hits you differently. <laughs> wow, well, I mean, um, Gardy hit some balls hard for nothing that game too. Uh, but at the time, he's 0 for 19, and you got Gardner, Morales, and Romine in the same lineup. That can't happen again. Like, yeah, Romine and Morales cannot be in the same lineup. Cannot hard. Cannot. We we have to be past that point in the season, and I, it's uh, I mean, it obviously ties into Morales, who we've started with, but I mean, Austin Romine's a guy that's gonna get what, uh, twelve, <laughs> twelve at bats every two weeks, and right now they're pretty pretty useless. Would it be too mean to go through Romine's game log? I mean, I'm there. Um, I I think the part that's uh, scary about it is um, of the so he's got one game where he just he he came in for one at bat so I'll take that game out um, or he's got two of those excuse me but 14 games started Jim I think he only has a hit in three of them that's bad that's bad that's three for 14. That's not hitting three for 14. That's getting a hit in 14 games. Um, he's just, he's lost at the plate right now, man. Remember people last year with a, this is mean of me to harp on or whatever. People said with a straight face, Romine should be starting. And yeah. I know that they were talking about last year and you can't act as if they were talking about this year, but it's just like, it is. Come on guys. Ooh, that's someone could probably do some mean Twitter searches on that oh yeah but those people that said that the people that said that they say so much shit that they don't even care right they don't even care all right i think uh that around wraps up this series recap we will be doing the voicemail episode tomorrow 908-845-5792 i feel like i haven't said it nice. in forever chad green wow chad green chad number. green floriel um Jim, we we missed one, our new segment. We always try to miss. Is Florial nine on... two? Yeah, he was at spring training. Oh, this is the, our new segment. Um, what makes the DVD commentary? This is the easiest one to date. Okay, to date, Didi returns, hits a home run. Yeah, that's pretty good. Not the not those Nestor Cortez three innings, bro. No, he's not making the DVD commentary. 
Um, yeah, maybe maybe you get the game-winning double by Hicks in there, just a clip in the montage. Maybe. This team had a lot of fight. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's if there's one thing, it's the DD. Yeah. It's the DD home run. And the return of everyone's favorite, second favorite Yankee shortstop ever, Didi Gregorius. I saw Twitter going crazy that like Didi wasn't doing his tweets anymore. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy for Didi if he decided to stop the tweets. Yeah, I think he's got a I, I think the play for him is to kind of go club one sixty one style on it. So make it like a cool thing like, oh, Didi did one. Like it was a big win tonight. And I, I think that's his I think that should be his calling card. If he lets it go though, I mean, if you love something. Yeah, I retired the list. Right. You gotta go it's you can't let things wane out. Like it was fun, mm-hmm. it's done. I never was I mean, I never awed over Didi's tweets anyway. I'd rather he didn't use emojis, if we're being honest. Wow. And then I could not have to read a map to figure it out. We'll delete that out. Delete it out. Delete it out. Delete it out. Delete it out. All right. That's all. Call in. Like we said, if you go to patreon.com slash talking yanks, you can support us if you choose to. Otherwise, just leave a five-star review. Let everyone know how much you like Jake's face. And that's all. Thank you, guys. We will be back tomorrow. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees.